Well, good morning. Welcome to you all. And happy Father's Day. Yes. To those of you who are fathers especially, and to those of you who are not, but all men, you have a, a role to play. You impact and influence lives, and many different people look up to you. So God bless you. And I also want to take this opportunity to say, it's not Happy Father's Day, but God bless um, the, the women who have raised their children alone as single mothers. And so let's give them a round of applause as well. Amen. And even though this message, um, the wording, some of the wording is directed specifically to men, it is applicable to everyone, all right? So don't just tune me out and think it doesn't matter uh, if you're not talking to me. It is applicable to men and women alike. In the Bible, there are many great men who set examples for us, who lived lives and followed after God. And one of those great men is a man named Noah. And we read about Noah's story in Genesis chapter 6. And if you have your Bibles, you can feel free to turn to Genesis chapter 6. And we'll be reading verses 9 to 14 and then jumping to 17 to 22. And if you are able to, would you please stand as we read God's word. Genesis chapter 6, starting at verse 9, says, This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living in the earth at the time. And he walked in close fellowship with God. Noah was the father of three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now God saw that the earth had become corrupt and was filled with violence. God observed all this corruption in the world, for everyone on earth was corrupt. So God said to Noah, I have decided to destroy all living creatures, for they have filled the earth with violence. Yes, I will wipe them out along with the earth. Build a large boat from cypress wood and waterproof it with tar inside and out, and then construct decks and stalls throughout its interior. Verse 17, look, I am about to cover the earth with a flood that will destroy every living thing that breathes. Everything on earth will die, but I will confirm my covenant with you. So enter the boat, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Bring a pair of every kind of animal, a male and female, into the boat with you to keep them alive during the flood. Pairs of every kind of bird and every kind of animal and every kind of small animal that scurries along the ground will come to you and be kept alive. And be sure to take on board enough food for you and your family and for all the animals. So Noah did everything exactly as God had commanded him. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the life of Noah and for his example. And Lord, this morning we pray that you would come and that you would speak to us. That, Lord, your Holy Spirit will fall fresh upon us and give us wisdom. Lord, lead us and speak to us and help us to change and be transformed. And we pray that your Holy Spirit would enable us and encourage us to do so. 
And so, Father, may you bless each one. May you give me the words to say, God. And indeed, we pray that you would speak and have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Feel free to be seated. Noah was a man who set a great example for us to follow. And we see how the Bible describes him. And when you think of a man who you look up to, a man that you admire, maybe it's your father, maybe it's your husband, maybe it's a brother or uncle, maybe it's a teacher or a friend, how would you describe them? You might describe them as smart, funny, handy, wise, good with money. There's, there's a lot of different words we can use to describe people that we admire and even people we might want to be like. In verse 9, it tells us that Noah was a righteous man, that Noah was blameless, and he stayed in close fellowship with God. One of the highest compliments that you as a man and us as women can ever get is to be labeled as such, to be someone who is righteous and blameless and stays in close fellowship with God. Be a godly man who is indeed righteous, blameless, and stays in close fellowship with God. Be the kind of person who follows after the things of God. You see, Noah was righteous and blameless in that he trusted in God. He was a man of integrity who loved his family, who loved God with all that he was, and who tried his best to follow after the ways of God. Now, in no way does that mean that Noah was perfect, because he wasn't. And it means that he did his best to love and obey God wholeheartedly. He did his best to live the way that God called him to live and God expected that he live. You see, we cannot be righteous and blameless on our own because we are all sinners. We, we cannot be righteous and blameless on our own. But you see, when we come to God and we surrender ourselves to him, when we admit that, God, we are sinners in need of saving, he clothes us in his righteousness so that he gives us that righteousness and he forgives us so that we can stand before him blameless. We can stand before him justified and we can stand in his presence knowing that he loves us and he cares about us and he wants to stay in close relationship with us. You see, it comes from God. Is that the kind of man that someone would describe you? The kind of godly man or godly woman that someone would describe you as? It's not about being perfect, but it's about pursuing and following after the things of God and desiring to be more and more like him. 
You see, the first things that you need to want to do is to desire to be more and more like that. It doesn't come just like that. You don't wake up one day and all of a sudden you, you can say I'm righteous and I'm blameless and, and all of those other adjectives that we can use. It comes with investing in our relationship with God. It comes by having a regular prayer life and calling out to God and asking him to help transform us and help us because we cannot do it on our own, but we need the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit is the one who enables us and gives us power and helps us because we cannot do it on our own. We need to study God's word, not just read God's word because we often read and forget but when we study, we read it over. We look into its meaning. We cross-reference it. We talk about it. We ask questions. Study God's word and memorize it. We need to constantly seek after God and ask him to guide us and to help us. We need to spend time in his presence and make church and worship a priority. My friends, in order for us to be more and more like him, we need to start desiring the things of God more and more. What kind of person do you want to be? How would others describe you? Noah was righteous and blameless, and he stayed in close fellowship with God. You see, we cannot be those things if we are disconnected from God. But we must constantly walk with him, walk so close that he is right by our side day by day and stay in connection with him. A godly man knows that he needs the Lord. A godly woman knows that she needs the Lord. And we cannot do it on our own. In verse 10, it tells us that Noah was the father of three sons. And sometimes you, you can read those things and kind of skip over them. And it may not seem like a big deal. But the fact that Noah had three sons tells us that he was a father. And as a father, Noah lived in such a way that he set, whether intentionally or unintentionally, an example to his children. Friends, a godly man sets a good example and teaches his children and those around him. A godly man strives to set a good example, to teach his children, to teach those who are not his children, but those who are around him. Noah walked by faith, and he was an example to his sons. He was an example to his wife. He was an example to his entire generation. Noah set the example of what it means to pursue God, of what it means to follow God, of what it means to live the way that God desires him to live. Men, are you setting a good example for your children? Are you teaching them all that you know and passing on your wisdom to them? Are you helping them to learn? Are you directing them in the right way that they should go? When I was a child, I remember there would be early mornings that sometimes I would wake up and I knew that dad was going to work. So I would go downstairs because, you know, he'd be downstairs getting his stuff together for work. And so I would creep down the stairs and there were many times where I would hear talking. 
and, and so I would slowly creep up and down. I don't think I ever told you this, but I would creep up and I would stand in the corner and listen. And I would listen to dad praying on his knees before going to work for us, setting that example. And many times I stood there listening so that I could learn how to pray, so that I could learn what to pray for. Men, are you setting the example for your children? Are you showing them what it means to be a godly man, to be a godly woman? Let your children see you pray. Pray with them. Read the word of God with them. Teach them. Memorize scripture with them. In encourage them to learn as much as they can. Set the example for them to tithe and to give faithfully to the Lord. Teach your children manners, discipline, and respect. Teach your children the value of money and hard work and to be content with what they have. Set an example, men, for your sons in how they should treat women, not as toys or objects, but set the example by the way that you live. Men, set the example for your daughter and teach them that they should not just settle for anything, but that they are loved and valued because if you don't love them, they'll look for it somewhere else. Teach them and set the example for them. Set the example in the kind of language that is acceptable and unacceptable in your home. Teach them every opportunity you get and impart wisdom to them. Discipline your children, not abuse them. Discipline them. Teach them right from wrong. Teach them to love the Lord their God with all their heart and mind and soul and strength. Teach them that on this day we go to church because it is a priority. You need to set the example and to teach them because whether you realize it or not, your children, your grandchildren, your nieces, your nephews, those around you are always looking. And the things that we show them is what they learn. The things that they see in how we live, in how we talk, in how we behave, in the kind of music we listen to and television shows we watch, those are the things that they remember and they learn. But you can only set the example, a good example, if you yourself are first living that way. And so are you living in such a way that you want your children to live as well? An example that you want them to follow after. See, whether Noah did it intentionally or unintentionally, he set the example for his children and his family to follow. He set the example of what it means to follow God and to do the things of God. Understand that you have been tasked with a great responsibility in leading your family. And that just, that's more than just giving them some food and putting a roof over their head, but it is investing in their lives and helping them to become the best person that they can be. And I understand that you're not perfect because I'm not perfect either. I know you think I am, but I'm not. But. <laughs> But you see, it's not about being perfect. 
You can learn from your mistakes. You can learn from your past. You can learn from the things that you have done wrong and messed up with and ensure and help that your children don't follow the same way that you want them to know better and to do better, that you don't want them to make the same mistakes that you made, that you don't want them to fall into the same things that you fell into, but that comes by investing in their lives, by setting an example and teaching them as often as you can. May you follow the example that Christ has set before us so that when others see you, they will see Christ through you. Amen. Noah lived in a time when the world was full of evil and corruption. We read about how evil and corrupt the world was. It was filled with violence and the thoughts of everyone was evil. Yet he remained steadfast in his relationship with God. He remained steadfast in his commitment to God. Instead of following the crowd... Noah stood for what was right. Instead of wavering in the midst of all that was happening, he followed God and he stood for the things that were right. Be a godly man who stands up against evil, sin, and corruption. Be a godly woman who stands up against the things that are going on around you. Do everything that you can to avoid evil. Don't compromise your beliefs. Don't do anything for dishonest gain. Don't flirt with sin or give in to temptation. Stay away as far as you can and don't entertain it. In verse 11, it says, Now God saw that the earth had become corrupt and was filled with violence. God observed all this corruption in the world, for everyone on earth was corrupt. Think about that. Everyone on earth was corrupt, but yet God chose Noah, who was blameless and righteous and connected to him, to be saved, him and his family. You know, friends, I believe that when you look around the world, that our world is quickly, not even slowly, but quickly returning to the days of Noah. When we look around and we see people openly practicing every kind of evil, every kind of wickedness, where they are giving into the depravity and, 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 and doing whatever feels good, our world is quickly returning to the days of Noah. And it is so important now more than ever that we have godly men and women stand up against evil, stand up against sin, stand up against corruption. And too many times we sit back and we say, well, it's not my business. It is your business. Because the things that are happening affect you. They will affect your children. They will affect your grandchildren. They will affect generations to come. And we need to stand firm and not sit back. Noah did not allow what was happening around him to influence him and his life and how he lived his life with his family you see, it is so important that we take a stand, that we do all that we can to avoid evil and corruption and sin. 
You know, if someone was coming after you and your family, if they were attacking you, I'd like to believe that you would do everything you could to fight them, right? If, If they were coming after you and your family to harm you, friends, the devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And we need to stand up and fight him. We need to stand up and say enough is enough. And the way that we fight is not with physical. The the battle that we face is not one that is flesh and blood. See, we're so busy fighting each other that we forget that the battle is in the spirit, that there is a spiritual battle going on and we need to be united together as brothers and sisters in Christ because it's not against each other, but it's against the, the spiritual world that we cannot see with our physical eyes. The scripture tells us that we must fight on our knees in prayer. That prayer is not just a way that we ask God for things, but it is our weapon of warfare. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 and 4, it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. And there are many strongholds that need to be pulled down in our world today. And we need to fight on our knees in prayer. And and you know, I, I appreciate and I respect you who pray on a regular basis. And it is so important that we pray. But men... We need you to step up. Men, we need you to start fighting even more than you have. We need you to pray and pray and pray some more. We need you to take authority. If you were speaking out against someone, I'm sure that you would be firm with them. If it was someone coming against you, be firm. Pray with power and authority. You see, as Christians, we don't have to fear because we have authority in Jesus' name. And we need to pray with that power and that authority because when we pray in Jesus' name, remember, we're not praying in our own strength. We're not praying by our own might, but we are praying in the Spirit with the power of God backing us. So what we ask in his name, he will release That's why it says that what we bind on earth, it begins on earth, will be bound in heaven. And what we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And so pray with power and authority. Pray a strong prayer because he's attacking you. He's attacking your family. He's attacking your health. Pray, Satan, I come against you in the power of Jesus' name. I come against you by the blood of Jesus and the power of God's word, and you are rendered a defeated foe. So get off of my marriage. Get off of my children. Get out of my house. Get out of my life. Get off of my physical body. Stop attacking my finances, because I and my family belong to the Lord. Jesus paid the price. with his blood on the cross. And so you have no authority over me. Pray, you are a defeated foe and I have victory in 
Jesus' name. So get out! Get out! Pray! You have that kind of power in Jesus' name. Men, we need you to stand up. We need you to take authority over your family, over what's happening in your household. That's why Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Because of all the evil and corruption in the world, God was going to destroy all the inhabitants of the earth, except for Noah and his family. God told Noah to build a large boat, also known as an ark. We may know that as an ark. And so God gave him directions. Now keep in mind, Noah wasn't an architect. He wasn't a reputable builder. He didn't have experience. In fact, Noah had not even seen rain fall from the sky at this point. Rain had never fallen. But yet God told him, you're going to build this boat. Here are the directions. A godly man seeks and listens to God's direction. A godly man seeks the Lord. He, he and she, a, a godly woman, understand that we need God. We need God. You, you, you aren't given an instruction manual on how to be a wife or how, how to be a mother or how to do those things, right? We need to seek God, to say, God, help me. God, what am I supposed to do? God, how am I supposed to do this? Seek God for direction in your life. Seek God to be a good spouse. Speak, seek God to be a good parent. Seek God in how you should raise your children. Seek God in the kind of job you should take. Seek God in every way and ask him to direct your path. Noah had to seek God. In verse 17, God says how he will destroy the earth with a flood, that everything on it will die, but he confirms his covenant with Noah, and he says, so enter the boat, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Bring a pair of every kind of animal, and then he says, be sure to take on board enough food for you and your family and all the animals. You see, when the ark was complete, Noah led his family onto the boat, and they were protected from the flood. Noah ensured their protection, and he also ensured they had enough food and that they were safe. A godly man helps to protect, provide, and lead his family. God created the man to be the protector and the provider. He created the man to be the head of the home and to lead his family. And I want to say thank you, men, who have stepped up and who have provided, who have protected, who have helped to lead your family and, and, and make decisions and godly choices. But I want you to notice something. Noah is described, we, we know, as being righteous and blameless and in close relationship with God. However, did you notice that nothing is said about the kind of children, wife, or, or their son's wives. Did you notice that? Nothing is said about them. Yet, they receive safe passage on the boat. We don't hear about the kind of people they were, but because of Noah and his righteousness and his relationship with God, they received a safe passage. They were protected and provided for and did not perish in the flood. That's because Noah's life and his actions affected his whole family. 
God created man to lead his family, especially lead them spiritually. In the Garden of Eden, we know that God gave command to Adam not to eat of certain fruit, and then Eve went and ate of the fruit. Now, notice in that passage, you can reread it later and, uh, and see what I'm saying. God never told Eve, Adam's wife, those instructions. You know why? Because he already told Adam. And Adam's responsibility was to teach his wife and eventually his children the things that God had taught him. He was to lead them in the way of the Lord and impart that information and that wisdom and knowledge to them. And because Eve ate of the fruit, we know sin entered the world. You see, men, you are tasked with a great responsibility of leading your family. Your choices and your de decisions not only affect you, but they affect your whole family. If you read the story in Daniel 6 about Daniel in the lion's den, we know that, you know, Daniel was accused. He was thrown into the lion's den. God shut the mouths of the lion. Fast forward the next day, he comes out unharmed. God helps save him. The men who accused Daniel, in Daniel 6 verse 24, here's what it says. At the king's command, the men who had falsely accused Daniel were brought in and thrown into the lion's den. That was their punishment. But listen to this. Along with their wives and children. And before they reached the floor of the den, the lions overpowered them and crushed all their bones. They didn't do anything. The wives and the children, why would, there, would they be punished? They didn't do anything. That's because the choices and the decisions that the man of the house made affected the whole family. Your decisions affect your family. They may not affect them like that, but spiritually, they affect them. Spiritually, what you do affects your entire household, and you can choose to bring blessings or curses into your family by the decisions that you make. Lead your family. Take your responsibility seriously. Take that position seriously. Lead them by taking an interest in their lives and seeing how they're doing spiritually. When was the last time you asked your son or daughter about their relationship with Jesus? When was the last time you spent time to pray with them and to ask them what they're struggling with? When was the last time you put your foot down and said, church is non-negotiable in this house, that we're going? Set rules and enforce them. Know where your children are going and who they're going with. And even when your children are grown, Speak up when they are not doing the right thing and living in a wrong way, even if it gets them upset. It is your responsibility to speak up and to lead them, because regardless of how old they are, you are still their father or their mother. I'm almost done. Whew. I need a towel. But here's the thing. We can't live in such a way to lead our families, to take that position, unless we ourselves are being led by God first. And so today I ask you, are you looking to the Lord and asking him to lead you?
Are you asking the Holy Spirit to direct your step, to direct your choices, to direct your speech, to direct your decisions in everything that you do? Are you asking him to help you? See, ladies, often we criticize men. It's true, right? They're not stepping up. They're not doing the right thing. They're not being the leader. We were created to be the helper to help them to achieve and to become the kind of man that God desires them to be. So encourage your husband, encourage your father, encourage your grandfather, encourage your uncle, build them up, help them, because that is our role to help. And if you don't have that kind of man in your life, then you yourself have to step into that role and step up and take that leadership of your family, to take that leadership in your home. Unfortunately, some of you here today have been failed by your father, by your husband, by a man in your life in different ways. But remember that they are only human. And there are times where we will all mess up. But the only father who will never fail us is our perfect heavenly father. For he is a good, good father. And so release and forgive and let go of what has happened. And allow yourself to be filled with the love of your father and say, God, thank you that you love me, that you forgive me, that you have adopted me into your family and you have called me a son or daughter because we can be in relationship with God through faith and trust in Jesus. It is time for us to step up and be the godly men and the godly women that God has called us and desire for us to be. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for who you are. And we thank you indeed that you are the perfect father. And even when we look at Noah's example and, and we see how we should live and the kind of person that we should be, we thank you, God, that ultimately we look to you and to your example, that you have set the perfect example for us and you have called us your own. And so, Father, I pray for men, women, teenagers, and children here that you would help us to stand firm in who you are, to be known as people who are are righteous and blameless and stays in close relationship with you. Help us, God, to set a good example and to teach our children and those around us. Help us, God, to stand up against the evil in this world and sin and corruption and not to let it transform us, God, but that we would not conform to the patterns of this world. We pray that, God, you would help us to seek you, that you would help us to seek your direction and look to you for guidance in everything that we do. And we pray that, Father, you indeed would remind us of who you are, the perfect Father. And so we thank you on this Father's Day that we praise and we celebrate, God, our earthly fathers. But above all, we celebrate you, our perfect heavenly Father. And so we thank you that you know our name, you know everything about us, and you desire to set us free from the things that have held
held us in bondage, to set us free from the things that we have felt in this life, that you desire to be in relationship with us. And so be with us, God, and help us to respond to the leading of your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen.